0: Um, tonight, I just want to welcome you, and uh, we're going to be talking, I'm kind of going to be continuing on in some of what Nicole did. On Sunday morning, she talked about a guiding light, and she used Psalms 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And, uh, you know, it, there's two references there. It's kind of, it's almost like this says your uh, your Your word is a light and a light, right? But it kind of gives you, there's some significance there. It's a lamp to my feet so I can see where to step but it's also a light to my path, so it illuminates where I'm going or a direction. So you should, in faith, reach out and grab a hold of that ability to not only see where you're going, but see the things that would cause you to stumble and be able to step around those. That's what his word is to us. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about guiding light too. And um, as I want to... As I get started, what I really want, you, I want to ask you is this, uh, as, as we get into this, I think that tonight will really provide some breakthrough for several people, probably all of us on some level. I think this will really make a difference in your future if you will grab a hold of this. So, have you ever had something that God asked you to do and you were like, "Hmm." No, no, God, no. <laughs> so what are what are some of those things specifically that in the past I know it hasn't been recent for y'all. I know it's been a long time ago, years ago, but what were some of those things, you know, years ago that that God asked you to do and you went, uh I don't know about that God. So who's got something? Homeschool. Homeschool. <laughs> Amen? Colin, you do think you're afraid things? Yeah, like what? Like getting on stage. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. Yes, ma'am. Talk to in Talking to strangers in Walmart. Witnessing evangelism. Yeah. Moving to North Carolina. Moving to North Carolina. That's a good one. Huh? Up Giving up TV. That's a very good one. Yeah. Amen. So, oh. all of these are kind of you know. Here, here's the way that is. It's kind of like we're sitting in one position, and God says, "Go over there." And you're like, uh-uh, I don't want to go over there. No, no, I don't, want to, I don't want to go over there, you know, be it, all right, homeschool. There's a lot of details with that, right? There's a ton of details and the unknowns, and I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I want to do that, you know. But if God asks you to do that, you know, and it's over there but it's like, mm, I don't know. Or or getting up and, you know, like public speaking or or being in front of a group or in front of a crowd. That's a huge fear that people have. And God'll ask you to do it. You know? Um it's like, you know, Nicole mentioned on Sunday about, you know, when I just asked I said, Hey, I want you to say hello to people and just smile and say hello and say, My name's Nicole. That's all I ask her to do right and like we had to go to the other room because she was bawling right she didn't tell all of those details but and i really think that's important not because that's where she's at but because where you see her now right. how far god's taken her because she literally i mean she broke down i was like are we going to have to leave this meeting because she was so broke down and so that was me asking her to say hello to somebody like like hello I'm Brian. That's what I was asking her to do. And smile. And she lost it. And uh, it was, I was like, uh, come on, let's go over here. <laughs> let's go in this room. <laughs> you know, because it was, it was interesting. And, um, but here's what happened over time. Starting that night, she's standing in a position. And God says, go over there. Now you're going to be speaking in front of people, now you're going to be preaching in front of people. And not only are you going to be preaching in front of people, but you're going to be preaching in front of a lot of people, And, and they're going to like it, and they're going to get something out of it, and I'm going to use you. But had he shown all of that to her while we were dating, it would been like, Sayonara, Brian, see you later. <laughs> so glad God didn't because I really like her. So, <laughs> and uh, so, but then there's the other things, like what were some, what were the, uh, evangelism, right? God will ask you to go into some places, like, like uh, um, turning the TV off, you know, giving up the TV. Well, that's like, a, that might be a piece of who we are. Like, I don't know that I want to give that up or not, you know, that's... Uh, come on, Lord, I'm, there's a bunch of unknowns in that. So, what about, like, the Holy Spirit leading Jesus into the wilderness? Like, when we see a wilderness... You know, do we just like oh yay joy wilderness desert great stuff? Is that I mean is that no? Oh, and, and and what about other stuff like like um, all right I'm, I'm gonna get all in your business now okay you ready you ready uh, what about stuff like like flying. Anybody ever been scared of flying? Yeah. Being... <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus said, l- 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 "I knew He was." I was trying not to look at Him, <laughs> but what about some other? What's some other stuff that people are legitimately scared of? Like getting up in front of a crowd, huh? Snakes. Snakes. Yes. Rubber balloons? Yeah. The way they smell, the when way they sound. Hot air balloons, I didn't Did something happen when you were little? What is that? <laughs> Sounds like gunshot. Yeah, okay. But hmm. do you like, like guns? Yes. Interesting. How about like mice? Right? What other things are we afraid of? I used to be afraid to cross the street. Yeah. How about this? How about a bad report at the doctor? You see some people are man they're scared of that. How about a creditor calling? Like you're like how about every time you pull up your bank account, you know? <laughs> I've been there, <laughs> you know? It's like please be in the plus. <laughs> please be in the plus. I have definitely been there. You be afraid of Michael Dying when Yeah. There's I've had uh I've had situations where um the, you know I had visions of my family, you know, just like the devil trying to attack me and showing me horrific visions of them passing away. And, and man, he was trying to build up fear, right? Turn the uh, monitor down on me just a little bit. So here's the thing. What, all of those areas, see, it's not just where God asked us to go, but see, he asked us to live life. And life in abundance. And those are things that he doesn't necessarily specifically say, okay, you go to the wilderness. But he'll say, go through life and fear not. So he kind of does ask you to do those things, right? And yet, still, we have things that we fear, right? And, and now I'm, I'm going to joke on this one. You know, like like right now, if you, we you know, if you ask me to not eat a dessert, I'm like I don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> I I want to have dessert. You know, I like I like dessert, right? What's going on right there? Why would I fight? No, no, I want that. Because I can joke about it up here, but the truth of the matter is after I eat, you know what I'm thinking? I want dessert. I want dessert. Now, why if if all of a sudden I said I'm going to fast dessert, why does my mind and my body go? Mm because i my flesh is fearing that i won't have something that satisfies me it, it's lack it's fearing lack yeah. see so what we're talking about we're kind of talking about something that's all into our mind and into our life and into i mean our soul and our psyche i mean it's in it's in every area of our life yeah. and so what we have think about this when When the Holy Spirit asked Jesus to go out to the desert. He didn't know what was out in the desert necessarily. But it wasn't like life. (laughs) It was the desert. You know, part of the definition is there ain't much life out there, right? How about, you know, Philip? When the Holy Spirit told him to go out to the desert he met the eunuch and he led him to the Lord. How about Peter when he asked him to walk on the water in the middle of the storm? Right? How about Jesus when God asked him to go to hell for you and me? To die a horrific death on the cross. You, every day, the Lord asks us to do things, but a lot of what holds us back from being who we need to be is fear of something, yeah. of something. Here's, here's the main point for tonight. So what the Lord's asking us to do, ultimately, generally when we fear something, is to venture into the unknown, okay? And if you can imagine, like, past, I'm standing on one side of the stage, and uh, uh, past the, podium is the area that's unknown. Think about Abraham when God told him, "Get up and go south." He had no idea what was down. He didn't know where he was going. He just had the word go, basically. But he was going into the unknown. Do you do you think that fear tried to grab him too? Absolutely. And and by all accounts, it looks like his father, Terah, it looks like he was told the same thing, but he didn't go. He settled where he was comfortable, but his father was never the father of faith. Abraham was. Why? Because Abraham didn't settle. Abraham went into the unknown on faith, putting down the fear. What is it about that unknown area that makes it scary? What is it that ma- that makes it fearful? There's several answers. Ultimately, it is. It's a lack of trust in God. Because here's what happens. Catch this. This is the main point. Well, if, if you can imagine the unknown area that we're traveling into as darkness, and here we are at our position, and God is telling us to go into the darkness. Now, is God sending us into the darkness alone? No, Uh, like what we talked about on no matter where we're at, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And no matter where we're at, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So what happens is the reason why we fear. So in other words, no matter where I go, will I have the word in me, will I have Jesus with me? Will I have a light that will shine and show me where to go and show me where to step and where not to step? Then what am I fearing? I'm fearing the darkness. I'm fearing the unknown. In other words, let me put it this way, I'm paying more attention to the darkness and the unknown than I am the light. In other words, I've exalted the darkness over the light. And that's why we fear. Now you go back in your own mind, anything that you've been talking about fearing, and see, now once we understand this, we can understand that we can walk into the deepest and darkest situations at the command of God with no fear whatsoever. When we learn how to exalt the light... Over the darkness. And the reason why we're fearing is literally because we've exalted the darkness and we've exalted the unknown over the light, over the word, over the promises of God, over Jesus. That's the root of every bit of fear is because we've exalted the wrong thing. We've worshiped in our mind the wrong thing, we've worshiped the unknown or the scary situation, instead of Jesus. And that's what produces fear. Does that make sense? Does that shine some light? Amen. Think about Jesus, I mean uh, Peter, on the water. When his eyes were on Jesus, the man walked on water. What was impossible to him? Not a thing. Yet as soon as his eyes turned to the darkness, to the unknown, to the what could happen, to the what might happen, he started to sink and he operated as a man again. My question, here's, here's the question. Do you want to operate as a man or do you want to operate in the supernatural? Do you want to operate in what's normal for corrupt mankind or what's normal for God? then that means you've got to start switching your priorities in your mind. You've got to start looking at things in a different way. I said this verse, Hebrews 13, 5, For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Psalms 23:4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We've quoted that, we've grown up on that, and yet we still, all of us, can come up with ideas, stuff that still haunts us right now that we're fearful over because we've exalted the valley of the shadow of death over the shepherd, over the light. Over the lamp, we've exalted that unknown, that I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what the future holds. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know? I don't know where that mouse went. <laughs> I don't know where that snake, I saw him out here the other day. Where's he at? I don't know. About that plane. I don't know who worked on this plane. It's a good thing you probably don't know who worked on that plane. But you better know who's with you. (laughs) It's better to know who's with you. (laughs) Right? Because who's with you is bigger than the person who turned a wrench on it. Amen? Thank God. He knows all the rules of physics that that guy don't know. Matter of fact, he's the one who gave the wisdom in the first place. If he needed that thing to float, he can make it float. But it comes not from prioritizing the person that, uh, the person who physically put hands on it or who's flying it or who's with you or what it looks like or what it feels like, but the person who's with you who will never leave you nor forsake you. Which one are we looking at? Which one are we putting a priority on? You know, we, we talk about the, the, Lord, the uh, shepherd's psalm in Psalm 23. We talk about that. The Lord is my shepherd. We talk about that and talk about that. And yet, this really has not been a reality to many of us where we can walk through the shadow of death for we fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. See, that verse right there, once we grab it and we get a hold of it and we, we get a hold of the truth, that verse by itself ought to shove all fear down. But but on, do you not agree it should? Yeah. That How come it hasn't? Because we haven't given it the right priority. We've been focused on the darkness and the place where we're going instead of who's with us. And what's with us. <clears throat> and that's the issue. We've got, we've got to focus on who we are in Christ. And who's with us. And what he's done. And what he's doing. What his grace is doing in our lives. Over that. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 through 3 says this. Therefore if you have been raised up with Christ. If you're born again. Have you? Have you been raised up with Christ? Yes, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died, and listen, your life is hidden with Christ in God. What has died? Fear has died the fleshly the corrupted flesh has died and my life that i need in the middle of a valley of shadow of darkness it's in christ and i'm not going to find the life that i need without keeping my eyes set on him and who he is and what he's done seated at the right hand of the father the seat of authority accomplished everything it is finished Without keeping my eyes there, I'm going to walk out the wrong things here. But if I'll keep my eyes there, I can walk out heavenly things here. I can walk into situations that look impossible, but they're not. Not with Christ. Not when you have His Word. Psalms 27.1 says this, The Lord is my light. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? You know fear will bring a dread on some people. I mean a dread. And God's saying right here. You know through David. Where should that be? How many times should that happen? Never. 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 It should never happen. Why? Because I know you, Lord. I know your heart. I know your love for me. I know what you've done. I know what you're doing. I have nothing to fear because of who you are. So no matter where I find myself, no matter how dark it is, I can always look to who's with me, the lamp, the light who illuminates every ounce of my life and let it knock away all fear. You see, I can go, just because I'm in the valley of the shadow of darkness and and I have a light and I have a lamp, it doesn't mean that I still can see everything. I mean, it literally could mean that I could turn around in the middle of the valley of the shadow of darkness and all I could see was my feet. And my hands in front of me, and not even two foot beyond, and in that same place, I mean, there could be stuff growling and hissing and, and all kinds of treacherous, horrific things. but I know nothing touched me. because God is with me. Now you see, this is very important because you, your faith. Wherever your faith is on this stuff is what you allow to happen or not happen. So you get out into the valley of the shadow of darkness and all of a sudden you turn into a scaredy cat. And all your, what are you believing for? You're believing for the bad things to happen. The bad report, the bad finances, you know, the tragedy. You know, you're believing for that. Well, what did you just open up the door to happen all of that's bad stuff. Yeah. But if you will stand in the middle of that in faith, Lord, I know you. I'm not telling you that you... You know, you first start doing this, you're, you're going to have instances. You're, you're going to have opportunities <laughs> to put the flesh down. You're going to have opportunities. Why? Because you're not used to operating this way. You're going to have areas where everybody around you tells you, you're nuts. I ain't going in there. I'm not doing that. And your own flesh and mind is going, you're nuts. I ain't going in there either. Like, you don't have a choice, mind, but you're going anyway. Well, the whole time, he's just going to be throwing a fit trying to get you out of there. And at some point, you've got to put the clamps on your fleshly thoughts, keep seeking the things above, and let Jesus be the light. Yeah. And relax in him. Cast your care on him. And it's at that moment. When it looks and feels the most grim. That the power of God rises up inside of you through faith. And you are, you are now empowered to do things. That most people only dream about. Yep. But it comes when you actually. Stop and say, I've got to change this. I've got to change the way I'm thinking. I've got to change the way I'm feeling. I've got to change what I'm looking at. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light, my salvation. You've got to trust Him to be your salvation. No matter what the surroundings look like or sound like or smell like, I, I trust you, Father. You're my salvation. You save me. Even if it takes a miracle to do, you're saving me. You're in the process of pouring out grace right now to save me in this situation. That's who you are. I'm looking at the light instead of the darkness. 2 Corinthians 2.14, I know you all have heard it. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place, dark or light. Looks good, looks bad. Every place is every place, and that is the place that Jesus is leading you to triumph. And so we can sit over here on the sidelines with a command from God to go into areas that we do not want to go, our flesh doesn't want to go, our minds do not want to go, but we can walk right into them knowing that God told us to be here, knowing that I will find triumph in this place. And the truth of the matter is I'm probably supposed to go right into the middle of the darkness, throw down a torch, and light up the whole place for Jesus. He's looking for somebody... Who will do that? Yep. That's good. And the church has been so fearful of the darkness and their eyes have been on the darkness instead of the lamp. There's been nobody to do it. Yep. And they won't handle stuff and fears that they've had all their life and so it's really hard for him to get them to go up against principalities and powers. It's really hard for him to get them to go out and break new ground in a religious stronghold. Why? Because they won't even tackle their own life, their own minds. Because they keep focusing on the darkness instead of the light. They won't tackle those areas. You know, I'll give you another area that people won't tackle. is like, do I have a problem? Is it me who's missing it? Or is everybody else crazy? If everybody else seems crazy to you, it, it probably ain't them. I mean, I'm just saying. It's probably not them. It's probably a mixture. But we've got to be willing. Look, we've got to put down fear and go into the depths of our own soul and say, Lord, shine your light on me. I'm willing to be wrong. This is one of the major areas that that people have missed and they can't even grow up in God. They've gone from meat back to milk because they won't even allow the Lord to examine themselves, shine the light in, knock on the door and say, hey, let me come into your house. They won't get real with themselves because they're scared of what they might find there and what they're overlooking is the power of God to reach in there and set everything right. That's what they're missing. They're looking at the darkness instead of the light. I can't tell you the breakthrough and the power there is when you start opening yourself up to God. And people that are, you know, designed by God to love on you and to reach into your life and help you out and lift you up and help you bear the burden of that. I can't tell you what freedom comes in those moments. But it takes you being, you know, looking at the light and not at the darkness of your own soul, of your own flesh. And, you know, here's the other thing while I'm on that. What will happen is we'll have moments of that. A lot of times we'll feel that, you know, in a service, like, and we'll come down, we'll get on our needs. But then the Holy Spirit, like three days later, will say, good talk to you, Pastor. And we'll go, mm, mm, no, I don't want to do that. Well, why not? Well, I, I don't know what he'll think. He might think less of me. Well, a lot of times he already knows about it. But what we've got to understand is the same humility that made you kneel down on a Sunday morning, is the same humility we need to carry in obedience to Christ when he's telling you to go in that place where there's another unknown. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I admit, there's a bunch of pastors in the past that have handled that stuff wrong, that haven't understood love and they haven't understood mercy. But you've got to look. You know, from the position where God's telling you into the place where you want to go. And there's a bunch of unknowns. And they might not be unknowns. It might not really be darkness. But to you, you don't know about it. So it's darkness to you. And you got to stop looking at the darkness and look at who's with you. And say, Lord, I trust you. You've placed me here. You've placed me in a body on purpose. You've placed me in a body with a pastor, with a shepherd that's there to help you. And I need to confess and open myself up. And that's the only way. A lot of times people are going to receive the healing and the freedom that they so much long for. But what's happening is that fear is holding them back. And the devil knows how to use it. He knows how to keep those grips in there and grip your heart but watch what happens when somebody will say lord i'll trust you watch what happens in psalms 112:4 what happens in the darkness for the one who follows after the ways of god The righteousness of God light arises in the darkness for the upright he is gracious and compassionate and righteous you see when that person will stand here and they'll say Lord Lord and I'm just being honest with you I'm scared of that I'm scared of the unknown Even if it is around godly people or even if it is in Walmart or it seems safe or even if it's in front of, you know, the church or the body of Christ, I'm scared to do that. I'm scared to, you know, get on the plane or, 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 you know, whatever, anything. I'm scared of it. If you'll get to the place where you say, but, Lord, I trust you more than it. I trust you. All of a sudden what happens is I start walking not in my own wisdom, not in my own ways, not in my own self-righteousness, and I start walking in the righteousness of God. And when it says that, but then I, right then at that moment I become upright, that I'm willing to take a step. And all of a sudden in this place of the unknown, the light of God starts shining. And I can start to see more and more. And I, now all of a sudden, he's what's happening? He's removing the things that I fear. He's, he's shining the light in those areas. He's not bringing it to a place so he can crush you. He's bringing it so that he can take you to a great place. Turn uh, real quick to James chapter 1. This, this is the heart of God. In James chapter 1, where, where they're looking for wisdom. They're looking for wisdom. And, and you know, this is, I love that this is in here because so many times this is the way in James 1.5. Uh, this is the way we approach God. I love that this is in here because it says there in James 1.5, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let them ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. And it will be given him. So let, let's read that in uh, reproaches, not a word that everybody uses all the time. Uh, in the New Living it says this, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. In other words, when we stand at this place and we open up ourselves to God, this, God is not the kind of God that's going to go, well, it took you long enough to ask. I mean, my goodness, how long has it been? You know, That's not what God does. God says, oh, yeah, man, I've been longing to give you what you asked for for so long. He's not rebuking you. He's not bringing reproach to you. He just wants to get you the solutions that you need. He's not going to make fun of you. He's not going to shine the light on you in front of everybody else so that everybody else can see what you've been lacking. He just wants to take you to the place where you're not lacking anymore. That's what He wants. That's the heart of God. Granted, some ministers i've seen you know do that wrong i've seen ministers do that wrong and i understand what they've actually done is built more fear and more unknown into the minds of people into god's people but that doesn't mean that we still throw out the ways of god because we saw somebody do it wrong We've got to go back and see what are God's ways and put those ways to practice and be upright in our own place so that the light of God can shine in our lives. This is the path of the righteous in Proverbs 4.18. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until... The full day. This means uh, the path of the righteous ought to be like this. Every step we take, it just keeps getting brighter. It just keeps getting brighter. And even if God sends us into an unknown area, into a darkness, we know that every step we take, it's just going to get brighter and brighter. In other words, that place where he's sending us, it's the darkest now it's ever going to be because I'm going in. It's never going to be darker than it is right now. And right now, as soon as I enter in, I'm bringing somebody with me. And it's about to shine. So I can take steps towards that darkness, towards that unknown. Knowing every step I get closer to it, it's going to reveal more and more of itself. And I'm going to find out the devil had nothing there but deception that there was something to be afraid of. I'm going to find there was nothing there to be afraid of. Mark 16, 15 says this. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He didn't just say, go to all the light places and preach the gospel. He said, go everywhere. Go into all places is what he's saying. Don't be afraid. Go do it where I send you I'll go with you I'll illuminate the path for you I'll show you where to step each step will get brighter and brighter see we got to put faith on that we got to put faith that everywhere I mean life is getting better and better every day we got to apply some faith release some faith on these promises of God that my fears begin to melt tonight you know my fears go down, down, down and the light of God rises up tonight and it will not go back it gets brighter and brighter every day as I take on the rest of my life here on this earth every day gets brighter and brighter we need to release faith to that Matthew 28 18 through 20 says this and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He's got all authority over every area of darkness. Over every mouse, every spider, every airplane, every person in Walmart, every dessert. (laughs) Is that what you said? Yes, good call. (laughs) He's got all authority over all that. Every TV program. He's got all authority over all that. There's nothing we should fear. It's been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. Because of this, go. Because I've got authority on it, go. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In other words, go, because all authority has been given to me, go and know I am with you always. Go and know he's with you always. His light is... His lamp is illuminating your steps, your path. It's getting brighter and brighter each day. His glory is rising for the upright. And release your faith. I can tell you uh, as adults, as Nicole and I started on this journey uh, called Christianity as adults, man, there were a lot darker times. Times when we didn't know what was going to happen. But somewhere along the line, we got a hold of the faith that says, hey, this is just going to get better. You can call it optimism. You can call it whatever. I'll call it we grew in the knowledge of God and his love for us. And at some point along that path, that knowledge of him stopped becoming just something that we said, and it became something we knew that we knew. Somewhere along the line, our knowledge of his love for us uh, permeated us and became alive within us. And all of a sudden we we gained within us because of that knowledge of him, because of that revelation of him, something inside of something inside of us happened. And hope rose to new levels. And we stopped being afraid of the darkness. And, and and yes, after that period of time, there were new darknesses that we didn't even know were there. But each one, when we'd open up the door and see this room in our life that was dark, we knew it was only a matter of moments in the Spirit before light took over that thing. We didn't have to fear walking in there. We didn't have to fear letting God come in there and shine his word and clean up our mess. We didn't have to fear the stuff. And all of a sudden we stepped just one level to the next to the next. And it just became brighter and brighter and brighter. And the grips of fear just stopped holding us anymore. And all of a sudden we were able to do things that we didn't think we would ever been able to do years ago. But it doesn't look the same today to us as what it did in the beginning. Why? Because every step we've taken towards God, we've allowed him and put faith out there that, Lord, you're going to do something. And here's the thing. He'll do the same thing for you because his promises that we looked at and his love that we looked at was not sealed for Brian and Nicole only. It was written for every person that would reach out in faith and say, I'll take that. I'll have that. Lord, that's either true or you're a liar. And I don't believe that you're a liar. I believe that it's true. And by faith, I'll grab a hold of it. And we did. And we're still doing it. And you can too. And when you do, life gets brighter And brighter and better and better and gooder and gooder. It just keeps going. And it's awesome. And then people look at you and say, Man, you're shining. Your life is shining. But it takes you being willing to look at what you have already in Jesus and say, I'm going to let that lead me. I'm going to keep my eyes on Him and on His hope. And on his life and his love, instead of the unknown, instead of the darkness. So right now, I just I I feel like there's probably people that have they've walked in fear over things, and they've walked in areas where they've held on to it and it's had a grip over their lives, and I feel like we need to just all right. That, that's not God doing it. That's the devil. So let's break the devil's grip. And if you in particular just want prayer for that, if you just want, hey, I want, I want prayer over that. We're breaking it tonight. I would never want to walk in the darkness like that again, being gripped by the darkness ever again. If that's you, just come on up, and we're just going to lay hands on you, and the power of God's going to set you free. No doubt. No doubt. Why? Because He works with His Word. And all I've given you is His Word. A lot of it, actually. So come up now. Don't waste time. Amen. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Amen. So I'm just going to pray just a general prayer for everybody. But if you feel like you need to be up here, come on up here. Don't waste time. Don't let even, you see right here, this, this step up here represents an unknown for you. Like, I don't know how people are going to think about me you can't let that stop you you've got to say Lord I want you I want to walk in your uprightness so I'm just going to pray a general prayer no matter who is uh, either standing up here or listening And you just receive it for you Father we just thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind and when I just lay hands on you, I just want you to receive that. Look, this is, this is God using this guy here, using Pastor Brian, as simply a pipeline to get his glory on me, to break the hands of that fear. And when he lays hands on me, it's not just, it's not just him, not just a man. It's God releasing power into me to set me free. Don't receive it from Pastor Brian. Receive it from Jesus. Amen. Lord, we just thank you. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Lord, we just ask that that fear would be removed right now. Thank you, Father, for the grip of it being completely demolished all power being bound in Jesus name thank you for that power that has tried to hold them in its grip it is bound and released in Jesus name thank you father for your anointing and your power in every way in everything freedom be fear leave now in Jesus name fear be removed now In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for untangling every bit of the grip and releasing your people to be the lights that you've called them to be. Lord, we just praise you for it. And thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I just encourage you, don't sit back down quite yet. Just imagine just you and God right here whether you feel something or not you just went to your loving father and you ask him to touch you in some kind of way is he going to do it is he doing it does it matter if you feel something or not and so right now just become like the spiritual sponge that's going Lord, I just receive everything you're doing for me right now. I receive it. Just say, Father, I receive your love right now. And I have it. I release fear in every area of my life. And I receive your love in Jesus' name. And just receive from him Lift your hands if you want to Whatever it takes for you Just receive from him Not from me Just from him He loves you Oh he loves you He loves you Lord I thank you for pouring out right now Thank you Father We give glory to you We praise you for bringing complete freedom Thank you Father do you feel them moving in you right now? Yeah, doing some work. Lord, I just ask that that work continues. That it doesn't stop right here, but it, it continues to work. It, your love restores. I just ask that the restoration would go until it, the restoration is 100% done. Lord, kick out all that fear. Your, your children just opened up the door to your heart to your hand, for you to do whatever you want to do. And right now, Lord, I just ask that every ounce of fear would be removed, that it be kicked out in Jesus' name. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.